3: It's new, it's amazing, it's Prell, P-R-E-L-L, Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Prell brings you the life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents... The Life of Riley, with William Bendix as Riley. Well, Christmas will be here in a few days, and Chester A. Riley is in a jovial pre-holiday mood. As we look in on him, he's gleefully outlining his plans for the big day to Babs and Junior.
1: Yes, sir, kids, it'll be a great day. And afterwards, we'll eat a big Christmas dinner, and then we'll go visit We'll visit all our friends who gave us presents and thank them, and then we'll visit those who didn't give us presents and give them their last chance to come through. Ah, <laughs> oh, there's nothing like Christmas, eh, kids? Ah, oh, Pop, do we have to go through the same old routine every year? And that... Well, just what do you mean by that remark? Well, nothing, only... Well, can't we go away somewhere over Christmas? Go away? Leave our home on Christmas?
4: Why not, Daddy? We could go to Lake Arrowhead, just skiing and... I'm
1: the... shocked. I'm Speechless.
4: Well, what's the matter now, dear? Hey, do you
1: know what they're saying, those children of yours?
4: Oh, now they're my children.
1: They want to go away for Christmas, leave our home. That's the thanks I get for giving birth to them.
4: <laughs> oh, now they're your children. Well, they're just talking. Keepers, hey Daddy, you think we said something horrible. Yeah,
1: some gratitude. I work like a dog, day in, day out, slaving to provide a nice home for you kids. The least you could do for me is to spend Christmas in here, in the home I bought for you. Pop, you don't own this house. Well, all right, don't do it for me. Do it for the Bank of America.
4: (laughs) Oh, Oh, now, Riley, they didn't mean any harm.
1: Okay, but believe me, it hurts to think my own kids don't appreciate their home.
4: But we do, Daddy, honestly. The
1: home that I created with working and planning. Why, there's part of me in every room.
4: You're so right, dear. I wish you wouldn't leave your clothes all over the house.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. Junior will pick them up later. You kids don't know how lucky you are. You don't know what it feels like not to have a roof over your head. But your mother and me know, don't we, Peg?
4: Do we? I'll never forget our first Christmas after we were married. No, let me tell
1: them. You see, I didn't have a job, so I had to swallow my pride and move in with my outlaws. Bob, you mean in-laws. To me, they'll always be outlaws.
4: (laughs) Now, right.
1: Now, let me tell it my way. Well, there we were, living on charity.
4: Why, Riley! Well,
1: that's what your father said it was. Day in and day out, that old... That old... uh, Your mother's father would nag at me. (laughs) Nag, nag, nag. Why don't you get a job? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? I remember one night, just before (laughs) Christmas...
5: already, Peggy?
0: Well, yes,
4: Papa, but Chester isn't home yet. I don't
5: see why I have to go hungry just because that good-for-nothing husband oh, of yours. Papa,
4: but... please don't stop that again. When is
5: that Chisler going to get a job?
4: Well, give him a chance. He's looking for one. You're not being fair to Chester. Fair?
5: He doesn't want to work. Yesterday I talked to Harry Arkham. they offering him a job at Coney Island. Why did he turn it down?
4: Well, I made him. I won't have people throwing baseballs at my husband's head.
5: <laughs> well, I'm sure the baseballs don't like it either.
4: Hello, Peggy. Oh, hello, Chester.
1: Uh, hello, Mr. Barker, sir. Uh. I'm sorry I was late, I... Oh, oh. What's the
4: matter, Chester? I got
1: an awful headache.
4: Oh, Chester, you took that job at Coney Island.
1: No, 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 I'd just been walking so much.
4: Oh, you poor dear. Shall I get you an aspirin?
1: Yeah. Uh, Put it on a piece of bread, I'm hungry, too.
4: (laughs) Well, we'll eat in just a minute. Any luck today, Chester?
1: No, nothing. But maybe there'll be something in the one edge tonight. I'll just take a look and... Uh, oh, uh, m- may I look at your paper, Mr. Barker? uh Thank you.
0: Uh,
1: Mr. Barker, I uh, I brought you
5: something. Oh. Uh-huh.
4: Oh, what, Chester? I- it's out in the hall.
1: Yes.
5: Yeah. You see? That's a big package.
1: Yeah. I heard you say you wanted a Christmas wreath for the front door, so I got you one.
4: Here. Oh, Chester, it's simply beautiful. Take it, Papa. Uh,
1: well, uh, it's
5: very, uh, uh, You're welcome.
4: You see, Papa, Chester does think of you.
5: Nice wreath. Big. I don't think I've ever seen a wreath as big as this. Why, you,
4: you... Well,
0: Papa, what's wrong?
5: Look what it says on the back of this wreath. Gone but not forgotten.
4: Oh, <laughs> Why did you buy a wreath
1: like that? Oh, I didn't buy it. I got it free from Digger Odell, the undertaker.
5: Why, you good for nothing, giving me a wreath from a funeral parlor? But
1: it's not the wreath that counts, it's the thought
5: behind it. <laughs> You're nothing but a lazy, shiftless loafer. Oh,
4: Papa, please. Oh, don't mind Papa Chester. He says terrible things, but he really likes you underneath. Well, that goes for me, too.
1: I like your father underneath. That's why I gave him a
4: wreath.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop your soft soap. If you had any character, you wouldn't be scrounging here on charity. You'd go out and make a living for your wife.
1: I'm not going to stand here and be insulted. I'm leaving.
5: Go ahead, leave. Let me
1: finish. I'm leaving as soon as I find a job.
5: Alibi. It's always alibis. You're lazy, shiftless, and you're a born sponger.
1: One of these days, your father's going to say something that I resent.
0: You know I'm, I'm very sensitive. I,
1: (laughs) Peggy, you're crying.
4: Oh, Chester, I I just can't stand the way you and Papa are always fighting.
1: Well, don't worry, Peggy. It won't be forever. I promise. This Christmas, we'll be in our own apartment. I swear it.
4: Oh, Chester, be practical. Christmas is the day after tomorrow. You haven't even got a job.
1: Well, I'll get one. Have a little confidence in me. Gee, you'd think a guy's own wife would have a little confidence in him.
4: Oh, but I... I do have confidence in you. I know you'll make good. You're sweet and ambitious and honest. And you have brains.
1: You don't have to go that far. I just have confidence.
4: (laughs) (gasps) Oh, my goodness. We have to make another payment on our furniture tonight. Yeah,
1: that's right. If only I, I didn't even get any odd jobs today, so I'm broke. T- could you please lend me the dollar for the payment tonight, Peg? Oh,
4: certainly here. Here, take two dollars. Oh
1: no, no, no! You know my rule. I never borrow more than one dollar from you, and I always pay it right back with the next dollar I make.
4: All right,
1: here's a dollar. Thanks. That makes eighty-eight bucks I owe you. <laughs> Well, here's this week's dollar, Mr. Stroud.
3: Uh, Thank you, and here's your receipt, Mr. Riley. Is
1: our furniture still in the showroom?
3: Yeah, still there, but, uh, Mr. Riley, you've been looking at it for 88 weeks. Why don't you have it delivered to your home? It's yours, you know.
4: Well, yes, we know, Mr. Stroud. Oh, we'll have you
1: deliver it before Christmas, for sure. Uh, Fine, fine. Come on, Peggy, let's go see our furniture, huh?
4: so embarrassing, Chester, keeping our furniture here this long. Well, don't
1: worry, Dumper. We'll take it the minute we get our apartment, as soon as I get a job, as soon as the depression's over.
4: <gasps> there it is, Chester. Oh, it's beautiful. Hey, look at that. What nerve. What is it? That guy there in pajamas, lying in our bed.
0: Hey, get out of there, you!
4: Oh, Chester, that's a dummy in our bed. Oh, uh, Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Lucky dummy. Gee, I can just see myself there in his place.
4: Oh, Chester, you, you've you just got to get a job. Well,
1: don't worry, Dumplin', I will. I'm going to go buy tomorrow morning's paper right now and follow up every ad in it.
4: That's the way to talk, John. Yes, sir,
1: my head's made up. From this minute on, I'm going to be independent and not depend on nobody for nothing. Peg, let me two cents for a paper. <laughs> I just got to get a job. Oh, here we are. Bookkeeper. Cook. I can't cook. Model wanted. Must have beautiful figure, size 36 hips. Parisian Corsets Company. Just my luck. I got 38
0: hips.
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, this is how female. Oh, here we are, male. Barber. Chauffeur. Business executive will pay very high salary to expert driver. Apply Hotel Smedley, room 203, high salary. Oh, boy, that's for me.
2: Hello? Yes, this is room 203. Okay, come on up. That was some cluck who fell for our ad. Put your coat on, Spider. You don't want him to see your holster.
0: I don't
1: like it, Duke. I don't see how I can wait.
2: Look, I'll explain it to you for the last time. How many bank jobs did we pull last year?
1: Three, but. And what happens?
2: Three times we got a monkey behind a wheel who gets nervous and blows before we're ready for the getaway.
1: Well, how do we know the monkey we get through this side won't get nervous?
2: Because when he's sitting outside the third national bank, he won't know it's a stick-up. He'll think we're in there transacting some business.
1: I don't like it. I was brought up like this here.
4: When you rob a bank, do it legitimate.
2: We'll do it my way, Spider.
4: Okay, Duke. Only you think we can find a Jake dumb enough for this here setup?
2: We'll soon find out.
1: Come in. Uh, good evening, Mr. Uh, and Mr.
2: Uh... Come in.
1: Oh, thanks. I- is the job still open?
2: Yes, it's still open. Sit down, Mr. Uh... Mr. Riley. Chester Riley. Are you a good driver, Riley?
1: Oh, yeah, you bet. Just a man you'll need. I never go more than 20 miles an hour.
2: Hmm. Well, on this job, you might have to. You see, sometimes we have to go places in a hurry for business reasons.
1: Oh, well, I can speed, too. Uh, uh, what business are you in? Fine, sir, if I might be so crude,
2: uh, finance, uh, banking, you might say.
1: Oh, banking! I know all about debunkers and the fiscal fiduciary.
0: The what?
2: Fiscal fiduciary? I like the way this man talks. Yeah, just the type we've been hoping for. Riley, the job's yours.
1: Oh, thanks. Thanks. Be
2: here tomorrow, too, Riley. I'll have the car here, and you'll drive me to the bank just before it closes.
1: Yes, sir. I'll be... uh, And the salary?
2: A hundred a week.
1: A hundred? Oh,
0: bless you. Bless you. Bless you.
2: Okay, Riley. Stop kissing my hand.
1: the living room. Well, Peg, how do you like
4: it? Oh, Chester, it's a beautiful apartment. Isn't it lovely, Papa? Yeah. Oh, I can hardly believe it. Everything happened so fast. Yesterday we didn't have a thing, and now you got a wonderful job. Yeah. And what a
1: job, a hundred smackers a
4: week. And we got this gorgeous apartment, and we'll have our furniture this afternoon. Yeah. Well, Papa, you ought to apologize for all those mean things you said to Chester.
5: Mmm... I accept your apology.
4: Now, Papa, you apologize, right.
5: Well, uh, I'm sorry. I, I guess I was wrong about you. Looks like you're going to make good after all, son. Son? Peg,
0: did you hear? He called me son. Oh, Papa! <laughs>
5: well... I've got to get down to my office now. You too, I suppose, Chester? A... Oh, no,
1: not me. Not until Tuesday this afternoon. Banker's hours, you know.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd better run along.
1: Goodbye, Papa. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh,
5: here's your paper, son.
1: Uh, thanks, Papa, darling.
4: Oh, Chester, that's not our paper. Well, yes,
1: it is. I told the boy to start delivering. I want to get domesticated
4: fast. Oh... It'll be wonderful from now on.
1: Yeah. Every night I'll come home from work and I'll flop down on my lounge chair by the fireplace here. But like this.
4: Ah. Oh, Chester, that's only an orange trait. I know, no, but let's pretend.
1: And then you'll put the footstool under my feet. Well, go on, do it.
4: But there's no footstool. Oh,
1: let's pretend. Oh, Chester. And then you'll sit on my lap and... Tell me what you did all day. C- come on, sit on my lap.
4: Oh, silly. Nine o'clock in the morning. I know, but let's pretend. Well, I... I don't mind. Yeah.
1: And then you read the paper to me. Uh, go on, here.
4: <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> uh see. Uh... Oh, listen to this. Huh? Police nab notorious bandits in hotel rooms. Oh, it's nice here by the fire. Last night, police arrested Duke Wagley and Spider Giffen, notorious bank robbers, wanted in ten states.
1: Well, I got no sympathy with crooks. Any guy wants money, let him get an honest job like I did. Gee, I got a sweet boss.
4: The pair were nabbed in their hideout, room 203, Hotel Smedley.
1: Hey, that's a coincidence. My boss lives in the same hotel. Really?
0: Really? Yeah, not only
1: that, but in the very same... <laughs>
0: hey, would
1: you mind very much if we were no better off than we were last night?
0: Oh, but
4: we are better off. Let's pretend. Now, be quiet. and Let me finish reading. No, don't read anymore. Read something else. Oh, well, all right. What? Read the
0: one end. Oh, Maggie! <laughs>
3: We'll hear the second act of The Life of Riley in a moment.
4: Say, Ken, they're singing the praises of Prell, Procter & Gamble's radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube.
3: Of course, Prell's
4: marvelous
3: for two reasons.
4: First, Prell leaves hair far more radiant than old-fashioned soaps or soap shampoos because Prell can't leave a dulling soap film. Prell brings out the natural radiance of your hair, leaves it soft, smooth, easy to manage. Second, Prell
3: removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes. Examinations by a group of doctors proved it.
4: That handy Prell tube's marvelous, too. No messy jars, no slippery bottles. Prell's easy to use.
3: Economical, too. So for hair free of unsightly dandruff, hair naturally radiant, get Prell, the shampoo
6: you'll sing about.
4: P-R-E-L-L Shampoo. Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube, handy too. P-R-E-L-L Shampoo.
3: By Prell Shampoo. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Riley is telling his children the story of how he and Mrs. Riley spent the first Christmas of their married life years ago.
1: Well, there I was, kids, with this beautiful apartment, and the man who was going to give me the money to pay the rent was on his way to Sing Sing. Gee, that was a tough break, Pop.
4: What did you do, Daddy? Well,
1: what could I do? I gave up the apartment and called up the store not to deliver our furniture. So there it was, still in the showroom. And then you went back to live with Grandpa? No, no, no. After all, I had my pride. I got another apartment, a little less expensive and a little higher up, but it was home. I remember the first time I brought your mother to see you.
4: Chester, where is this
1: apartment? Well, only one more flight, Dumplin'.
4: But we walked eight flights already.
1: Yeah, but we got the penthouse.
4: It's so high up. Suppose we have, well, I mean, nine flights are awful hard on a baby.
1: Yes, lucky we ain't babies. (laughs) Well, here we are. I'll get the key. Oh, The door's open. Oh, yeah. Why, well, it's the hinges. They're, they're a little loose, but the landlord's going to put in a new door. Well, let's go in. I'd carry you across the threshold, but I ain't got the strength after them stairs.
4: Well,
0: watch
1: out. There's a loose floorboard around here somewhere.
4: Well, put on the light.
1: Well, there's no lights yet, but the landlord's going to connect them.
0: Oh, oh! Good for you, Peggy. You found a loose floorboard. <laughs>
1: Did you hurt yourself, darling?
4: Well, no, it's all right.
1: Oh, good. Now, let's see what this door's for.
4: Oh, well, at least there's a big closet.
1: That's the bedroom. Oh. Well, you you don't like it, do you?
4: Well, I guess it'll be all right, but
1: won't it be a little cold here? Oh, that's no problem. We'll be as warm as toast in here as soon as the landlord puts in a heater.
4: Well, when's the landlord going to do all this?
1: Well, I don't know. He went to Florida for the winter.
0: Oh, Chester.
1: Look. Look at that view we get through the skylight. The whole sky. Look, it's snowing. Oh, this is going to be a real Christmas dumpling. It wouldn't be Christmas without snow.
4: But the snow isn't supposed to fall inside the house. Oh, Chester. Let's go back to Papa. But, Peg, I
1: thought you wanted a home of your... Your... You're right. This is no place for you. We'll go back. So this is
5: where you are. Papa! Oh, you shouldn't
1: have come. We're not ready for company yet, Pop.
5: Don't pop me, you big baboon. Have you lost your mind? Watch out for that loose... You expect my daughter to live in a hovel like this? Watch out for that you loose... You have the nerve to invite the family here for Christmas. Oh, oh, my knee! Oh, don't stand there, you idiot. Say something.
1: Watch out for that loose floorboard.
5: Peggy, you're coming home with me. He's right. Let's go, Peg. Not you. Just Peggy. Come on.
4: I'm not going, Papa. Peggy.
5: No, go with him, Peg. He's right.
4: I'm staying with my husband. Your
5: husband. Your husband is a
4: no-good loafer.
1: He's right, Peggy. Your husband's a no-good loafer. And I'm a witness.
4: <laughs>
1: go with him, Peggy.
4: No. I'm staying with you, Chester. All right. All right.
5: Have it your way, but remember, you made your own bed. Now lie in it.
4: Goodbye.
5: Huh, it shows you how
1: smart he is. We haven't even got a bed.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: Chester. Peggy, maybe you should have gone with him.
4: Oh, no, I, I don't mind being here with you.
1: Oh, I don't mind either with you.
4: I... I like it here.
0: I like it, too.
4: We'll... We'll be happy. Well, sure. Sure,
0: we'll be happy. But don't cry, Peggy. If there's one thing I can't say, it's a woman who cried. <laughs>
1: Oh, I just got to get a job and a decent place to live. We can't stay where we are. I wouldn't be found dead in a place like that.
6: What kind of place would you like? (laughs) (laughs) Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, Flatbush-friendly undertaker. (laughs) Merry Christmas, Riley, and I'd like to wish you a happy new year. Happy New Year. Well, what's happy about it? Oh, look on the bright side, as I always do, as I said in a Yuletide poem I once wrote. And I quote: "Was the night before Christmas, and all through Odell's house, not a creature was stirring."
1: <laughs> well, never mind the rest, Digger. Gee, things are bad. No money around. Today, the butcher said his customers walk in, look around, and walk
0: out again.
6: I'm lucky. My customers never walk out. (laughs) Knockwood.
1: If I could only get a job and a little place to live. We got our own furniture, but it's still in the showroom at Strauss's department store.
6: I know the store well. Yesterday, some ruffians stole a sign from there and hung it on the door of my business establishment. Oh, I was incensed.
1: Why, what did the sign say?
6: This week, all our boxes will be wrapped as Christmas
0: gifts. <laughs>
6: Digger, I'm licked. What's the use of going on? Oh, never lose hope. As we often say in our provision, there's life in the old boy yet.
1: Oh, gee, Digger, if you could only think of something...
6: Eureka, I have it. Your problem is solved.
1: Digger, you mean, but where, how, what?
6: Hurry, man, we've no time to lose. Oh, Digger, you saved my life. I did? Well, it's Christmas. (laughs) Come along. We'd better be shoveling off. Jingle bells,
0: jingle bells.
1: Peg, in another few minutes, it'll be midnight and Christmas. Are
4: you happy? Oh, yes, Chester. Okay, come on,
1: sit down here beside me on the sofa.
4: On our sofa?
1: Yeah, on our sofa. Every horsehair belongs to us. Gee, it's like a miracle, thanks to Digger Odell. If he hadn't gotten me that swell job... Just
4: think, an hour ago, we were freezing in that awful apartment. And look where we are now. It's like a fairy tale.
1: Yeah, and good old Digger is my fairy godmother... You know, like in Cinderella. It's just as if he touched my head with his magic wand and turned it into a pumpkin. Oh, I'm glad you're happy, dear. Why shouldn't I be? I made good my promise, didn't I? I said we'd spend this Christmas alone. And here we are.
4: Yeah. Without Papa.
1: Yeah, that's the best part. Well, it's late. Time for sleepy-bye.
4: Oh, I'm so tired. Oh night shirts over there. Oh, right? I
1: can't go to sleep now. I'll lose my job.
4: Oh, yes. Yeah. I forgot you're the night watchman in this department store. Yes.
1: Yeah. I'll wake you at eight. got to be out of this showroom by nine. Merry Christmas, Dumplin'.
4: Merry Christmas, sweetheart.
3: The Rileys will be back in just a moment. Everyone's going for Prell, Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Mrs. Jeanette Fisher of Chicago, Illinois, tells of her discovery of Prell.
4: Thanks to Prell, I've found the answer to really glamorous hair. Prell leaves my hair so clean, so soft, so manageable, simply glowing with radiance. I'll never
0: be without Prell.
3: Friends, you'll go for Prell, too, once you see how quickly Prell removes embarrassing dandruff, leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, You'll sing about.
4: C R E L L Pell Shampoo. Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube with handy, too. P R E L L Shampoo.
1: Well, that's the story, Junior. Your mother and me spent our first Christmas Eve all alone in a department store. Gosh, Well, you weren't in the window, were you?
4: Oh, Junior, don't be a goose.
1: Nah, and we were glad to be there. We thought we were lucky.
4: Mm, you certainly had a tough time. Well, of course, we only stayed there one night, but the next day we got a little apartment.
1: Yes, and I hope you kids will learn a lesson from this story.
4: We did, Dad. Well,
1: sure, Pop. It's, it's kind of crazy to want to go away when we've got a swell home.
4: I, I guess we owe you an apology.
1: And that goes for me, too, Pop. Yeah. Mm.
4: Oh, 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 Riley, (laughs) you sounded just like my
0: father.
1: I did? Well, then I take it back. Merry Christmas, everybody.
3: Roger & Gamble invite you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Adam Lipscott and Reuben Schiff. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger Odell is John Brown. The Life of Riley is produced and directed by Irving Brecker. Wonderful Ivory Snow. Ah, wonderful Ivory Snow. The soap that's so kind to your hands, you just know it's kind to sheer nylons and dainty lingerie. And your hands will tell you why Ivory Snow keeps lovely washables lovely longer. Prove it. This week, wash dishes with Ivory Snow. When you see how it pampers your hands, you'll really know it's extra kind to fine fabrics. There's no other soap like it. Ivory snows, the only so, both ivory mild and in granulated form. Make suds instantly in lukewarm, even in cool water. Your hands will tell you why ivory snow keeps pretty lingerie and other nice things lovely longer.
0: Oh,
2: wonderful ivory snow.
3: S-N-O-W. <laughs> This is Ken Niles reminding you that for radiantly clean, lovely hair, get the shampoo in the tube. T R E L L, Prell Shampoo. Listen again next week when Prell brings you the life of Riley. Merry Christmas and good night.
5: This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.